There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Nebraska Preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big voice guy letting you know that it is another week of Nebraska Preps post game with my main man Jacob Padilla, and I am old B B huge. Well, I don't believe in that. Good weekend of high school hoops coming up. But first, we have to rewind to the week that was. That's kind of what we do. JP, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Just back from Columbus. Uh, it was a long day on Sunday driving back, but really enjoyed uh, heading up there and covering the tournament. Hey, real quick, since you were busy with volleyball, how was that environment when you pitted against some other big events that you've seen? Um, That's 18K. I, yeah, that was my fourth Final Four for volleyball alone. So I, I've been fortunate enough to be at a couple of record crowds, uh, obviously in Omaha and um, this year the largest volleyball crowd ever um, for strictly just a volleyball match. So it, it was pretty phenomenal. But I mean, you got the two fan bases that lead the country in attendance. So you put those against each other. It's going to be a good turnout. And Wisconsin, Wisconsin, they had plenty of support there. Obviously, you know, Nebraska is going to as well. So five set match. I don't think you could ask for anything more. Yeah, you've, you're used to being in gym. So, you know, height. You ever seen a volleyball team go six seven six eight six nine? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty phenomenal. And the fact that they find uh, women that size that can move and play as well as they do, um, because that, that's not easy. Like Dana Recchi is a, I mean, she's the first and probably I, I believe she'll be the only ever five time AVCA first team All American. So that that tells you right there just how special she is and has been her whole career. And then you got a freshman that comes in and steals the show and wins uh, MOP of the final four. Yeah, and you put it against, you put it with maybe having the best setter uh, in the country, right? And, I mean, that's a that's a heck of a combination for Wisconsin. And, and then Lauren Barnes at Libero had probably maybe one of the best matches of her career as Defensively, well. Defensively, she was fantastic. So that's, I mean, Nebraska gave them everything uh, they had. Uh, that, that I think they're probably going to be thinking about that second set for a long time. Yeah, four chance. Four chances to win it, couldn't finish any of them, and then you end up losing five. But uh, that that was again heck of a match, and the fact that I mean, Wisconsin had five super seniors on the team. Nebraska had one that was actually playing, so plus three freshmen starting. So that kind of quite a, a bit of a difference in experience uh, in that match. But um, I think Nebraska fans have a lot to be excited about moving forward. Let me ask you real quick, and I was talking to your cohort uh, Brandon Vogel this morning. Are you surprised that defense in 2021 in volleyball reigns supreme with all the emphasis on hitting and being so offensive minded? Uh, because I cover John Cook, no, because serve, pass, and defense is uh, basically you're going to hear that at least once every press conference. Um, that's what he built his program on, and that's how they've been so successful. And that's heck, Nebraska 
that's how Nebraska got to where it was because they they were not uh I mean they were a decent attacking team this year. They were not a great attacking team by any means. And and they, and they brought Wisconsin's numbers down yeah. significantly. And so Wisconsin had to figure out how to get some stops. Yeah. And and they did it as well. Yeah. So it, I mean highest level of volleyball, phenomenal match. It's everything you could have asked for. All right, let's move on to the high school level. We'll even change genders for a little while if we will. Um, the week that was starting in class a with, uh, a handful of teams traveling to the Tyson event center, uh, and kind of a little round Robin tournament deal up in Sioux city. Yeah. Um, you, you made the trip up there, the, yeah. for, for West side in that deal. It's, uh, three and a week for, for the warriors. Um, but, um, again, 75, 59 over Lincoln Southeast. 82-41 over Omaha Benson, and then the 56-46 win up uh, against Western, Western Christian. Christian. Yeah. Uh, and no odd body in that one, it looked yeah. like. Yeah, so um, we hope Tate's everything's yeah. good, right? Wasn't feeling well, thought it was best to kind of stay back behind. But yeah. it was a busy week for Westside. I, I, I talked, we talked about the Lincoln area schools, and we're going to get to this in a yeah. second when we go Southwest Prep, South, Southwest versus Lincoln Southeast and north star um of the teams in lincoln i think if i'm gonna buy stock on the in the long term i'm not so sure it's not lincoln southeast uh that's a young basketball team but they show flashes now it was a very tough week schedule wise for them with omaha west side and lincoln southwest going back to back but that's a team where they're gonna have uh, a lot of good days ahead well, they're playing so many freshmen and sophomores. Yeah, BJ Bradford. When and I was talking uh, Joey Warning uh, during fall league or whatever, and um, <clears throat> kind of and during summer league too, it's just kind of coming down to all right, what are the kind of football players? Uh, Jake Applegate and Gunnar Catula, who had previously played basketball, and Jake's a really good basketball player. They decided to uh, focus on football and, and not play this year. So it's like all right. Time to turn the reins over to these young guys and let's see what they can do. And that's going to, that's going to come with some lumps, uh, especially a, a lot of them are, you got a lot of smaller guys in there. And I, I, I figured, uh, I think Tate Oddbody had 23 in that one. Ever I knew I was talking with Joey before the match. I, I kind of had a feeling that he would give them uh, some fits just because they don't really have a lot of wings. They got he's, bigs and small guards. He's off to a fantastic start. That's the Tate Oddbody yeah. that I've come to know and love. He has been very efficient around the rim. Um, he's finding a way to become comfortable in that offense where, you know, listen, I, I don't think it's any, it's no mystery kind of how I feel. You know, there are times that Westside dribbles the basketball too much. Yeah. And for, for Tate kind of getting acclimated a year ago, um, I think there were some growing pains. He was never really fully healthy. Um, but I think with the start of this year, this is, this is the Tate odd body that, I think the Metro was accustomed to seeing when he, when he came over from Elkhorn South. Yeah, and then with Tate uh, not playing uh, on Saturday, you had Charlie Davis, who we've talked about before, but senior um, reserve guard in there stepping up 11 points, three of seven from three. Um, that's, that's the benefit of depth. And that's kind of what you need. Yeah. You've got seniors that maybe aren't featured players that have had good summers that have um, been able to play feature roles in other environments, but they come and, playing behind kind of the stack backcourt at West side. When you get the opportunity, you got to be able to step up. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. It's funny. You bring him up. I was joking with Caleb earlier. You know, he's having these high assist games and just limited minutes. 
Uh, although he was stretched in in Sioux City, he's he's pretty close to coming back to 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 full go in terms of his minutes. And I think he had a quick six or seven assists. And he said, "Dad, listen, it's easy when you get the ball to Charlie Davis and he's open. You're he's going to make shots. I like getting him the ball, and that's really what Charlie's capable of doing. If he can keep this up, you know, because he got off to the good start last year, and and then the minutes started to kind of subside. If we'll see how it works with the minutes." But when he's on the court making threes, he changes the way Westside can play dramatically with Payson opposite him because Gillespie, because those guards will get in the paint. They're they're very good with dribble penetration. And the key is what do you do with it once you get make in the, the right paint? decision? Yeah. You know, if you make good basketball decisions, there's going to be a lot of open shots in that offense because they've got four guards, depending on how you 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 treat Chandler Meeks between Reggie Thomas, Chandler. Tate, or excuse me, Caleb and CJ, they're they're going to get in the paint at 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 some time in that offense. So um it was a, it was a it was a good week for them, but still continuing to kind of grow. Arguably wasn't really the best performance, though. The best performance was had by the number one team in the state <laughs> in Bellevue West, who, you know, of, of all those top three teams, you know, Bellevue West, Miller North, and West Side, their opponents win percentage is the greatest. And so you that leads you to believe that they played the toughest schedule, uh, and they've looked every bit of of the number one part. Yeah, and uh, that being said, they they man, it was a tough week for them. Uh, Elkhorn South, who has been re- uh, really scrappy, you so really got to figure season. them out. Man. They 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 have got my in. They they piqued my interest. Yeah, I think they cracked uh, the back end of uh, the the coach's poll at nebpreps.com. Um, they're at number nine. Uh, despite just being three and three because of the showing they've had against good teams and uh, W West, uh, they were down 18 to nine after the first quarter and down 31, 22 at halftime. And then they kind of settled in and uh, ended up winning uh, in the second half. And, but that was only a 56, 53 win. And uh, they had kind of their big three uh, Jaden Jackson, who has been struggling so far this year yeah. ha- had 15 William Kyle had 14 and then Josiah Dothra at 13. The rest of the team had 14 points on five of 24 shooting. Yeah. And that's the strength of this team that we thought were, again, the depth, the the, the number of different contributors playing around a, a guy like Dotzler who's capable of getting in the paint and making plays for himself or others. And they just could not, could not hit shots in that game. It's uh, interesting you bring up Jaden Jackson. He's part of that, that group that I know really, really well that played on the 15s, who's played with, you know, a lot of these guys, the, the, the Neil Mossers, Who's coming off a great later. shooting? We'll uh, coming later. off a great shooting performance, the Jaden Jacksons, those the next evolution for their game is you have to be able to be multifaceted. Yeah. It can't just be spot up threes when you're open because what happens is is when people get scouting reports and they start to smother you and make you put it on the deck, that's going to be the next evolution. I was and we'll get to it right with Miller yeah. North and Omaha South. I just couldn't believe the space uh, or the lack of, of being able to figure out where Neil Mosser was on the court. You've got to touch him and crowd him and make him put it on the deck. If you give him a good look at an open three, it's as good as knockdown. It's virtually a layup for him. But sticking with Bellevue West yeah. there as we rapidly, we're going to get yeah. into something else. Um, and then a shout-out to Henry Burt, who had a really good week for Elkhorn South. He had 22 in that game. Um, he had uh 14 on six of eight shooting uh in their win over 
Bellevue East. So 36 points on 21 shots. That's pretty efficient. Um, senior there for, um, that hasn't played a lot previously, but is coming off the bench and giving them a nice scoring spark. But on Saturday, uh, WS made the trip up to the, the uh, Sanford Pentagon in Sioux Falls to take part in the, the kind of hoop hall classic deal up there. And they drew a really tough opponent in Corona Centennial, Corona Centennial from California, who Max Preps has number six in the country. And boy, did they get shell-shocked right out of the gates. 25 to 10 down in the first quarter. Yeah, Turnover, I think they might have had more turnovers than they did shot attempts. Threes weren't falling. Um, at that point, you got a somewhat young team. You've got obviously got a few key guys that have played a lot of varsity basketball. But outside of them, a, a lot of guys that haven't played high level, um, that haven't played a, against a team like this. And it, it really showed that their press just picked them apart. Guys just not on the same page, not doing what they needed to, to, to kind of break the press. And that led to a lot of runouts and layups the other way. But credit to them. They cut it all the way down to two points. They got it down to 31-29 during the second quarter. And they were only down six at halftime. Um, and they did a great job of kind of settling in, handling the pressure. They finally started knocking down some shots, which was huge. Um, I thought throughout Josiah Dotzler, he looked um, – he had somewhat some of his uh, struggles. Um, only got one three to fall. Um, had some turnovers, but I didn't think all those were his fault. I thought he was doing a great job of getting into the paint and kicking it out, yeah. uh, which is kind of what you need to see from him in terms of projecting the next level because he's not going to be a 20-point-a-game score in college, especially early on. you got to be able to show that you are a point guard, that you can make plays for others. And he was doing that. Guys just weren't hitting shots. And this was against a high-level athletic team with a lot of length. So I thought he did a good job of kind of dealing with a tough situation early on. And in the second half, it finally started to pay off. Guys, the shots started to go down. And unfortunately, the, the third quarter happened, and uh, they ended up losing that one, twenty-five to eight. The turnovers got back, yeah, shots stopped falling, inability to take care of the basketball. Just, yeah, just snowballed on them. So that ended up being an eighty-one sixty-two loss. But they, they showed some things in that. But they also showed that there's some guys that are playing key roles that are that have a long way to go. I think before we get to the postseason, um, obviously they're not going to play anybody like Centennial in Nebraska. So um, it's still feel good about them at number one right now with what they're shown but yeah no rest for the weary too because they're on the road today yeah uh, <laughs> going down to kansas city for uh, a deal down there um but th the guy that impressed me most in that game was freshman robbie garcia he almost had a double double 10 points nine rebounds off the bench knocked down a pick and pop three that would look really good um crash the offensive glass hard um he was a guy that like i, I knew about him but um i i I didn't realize he was going to play uh, as much as he has and be as big of a part of what they're doing so far. And yeah, he's handled it pretty well. It's 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 interesting too because he's kind of the, I wouldn't say forgotten. I mean, those in uh, around that high school, you know, have talked about him for a little bit of time now. But I think he's been better than advertised. It's it's not typically what happens over there playing a lot of young guys, especially at that spot early. But hey, listen. When you're playing well and you've been efficient, that kind of stuff will happen. Yeah, and they ran into a, a buzzsaw at Centennial led by five-star junior guard Jared McCain, who ended up with 32. He was every bit as good as he, advertised. He, he knocked down five, six threes, um, just all over the place, going to the bucket, some pull-up jumpers. He was just tough to deal with. And, I mean, that when that happens, like, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. They had the best player on the on the court, and that ended up being the difference. But um, if you want to move on, we got you mentioned Millard North and that Omaha South game and 68 53 win uh, on Friday. And 
Neil Mosser is a guy that um, he's kind of the, the head of that highly touted freshman class, really talented. A lot of kids in terms of he's the one that played the most last year. Mm-hmm. And you kind of felt good about him siding in the starting lineup this year. Look like he was ready. He was a, uh, he's, he was been one of the guys that hasn't really been clicking yet. And boy, did he this week, um, you mentioned 24 points, eight of 12 from three, seven or eight of 12 from the field, seven of 11 from the three point line. Yeah. And then he had six assists on top of that four boards. Yeah, so that is doing more than just shooting. I, I really, I like the fact you brought up the assist. Cause I think he's a skilled passer. Right? I honestly and, think that might be his best skill. Like and, as good of a shooter as he is, the, you know, the, people, the passes he makes it's interesting because i think people let their feelings get in the way with trying to assess his game right he plays with a little swag he's got a little bravado he may wave at the crowd blow a few kisses that's just for me that's a that's a no big deal right so when you're assessing his game i think you have to treat him fairly though right you just you know don't let your personal feelings get in the way of how he plays he's a very good passer he's got a high basketball iq and I and I agree with you though the struggles early because the scouting report is you got to fit in his jersey, you got to touch clutch grab. He really struggled a little bit in the back half of the summer season with getting good open looks, and so I think that's kind of the next evolution for him. But I I think you're spot on in terms of his ability to deliver the basketball in the tight windows. He understands spatial awareness, how to move. I, I like his game, man. And you know what? He's not shy on confidence and he's going to let it fly. I, he's, he's, he could be close to being due, but I'm, I'm telling you, you give him an inch and it's as good as knockdown. You have got to stay close to him. Yeah. And Miller North defensively, again, uh, Jason Green's been the best shot blocker in the state so far. I think he's got another, really good anticipation. Another five blocks in that game. They, uh, Omaha South had 21 turnovers, shot 38% from the field. So um, that, that's how you that's how you win a game right there. And then Miller North followed it up with a 73-66 win uh, against Lincoln East on Saturday. They were out 27-10 after the first quarter. And East, credit to them, they did a great job of battling back into it. But again, uh, Monster, 13 points, 3-7 from 3. Um, so that's uh, t- 10 of 18 from 3 in 2 games. That's yeah. kind of more in line with what you maybe, think. Yeah, maybe yeah. He'll, he'll start to get it going and – and they'll play tomorrow, and they'll get the winner of a play-in game. So, um, you know, we'll see. But how about, how about this for uh, David Harmon? Two double-doubles, 31 points, 20 rebounds, and 10 assists in two games this week for yeah, Miller North. So I've watched him a long time now. You know what I think his best asset is? What people? It's hard to pick up if you're doing scout. He's as good off the second time off the floor mm-hmm. as he is the first. He's a very quick leaper. So... You know, he's kind of got that little pogo stick to him a little bit. Reminds me a little of Malik Uchiweki, who was very good off the second bounce and very good with timing. He's crafty around the 10. A lot of those boards were on the the second, were on the offensive end as well. That's what he does. Right. And with that. And um, yeah, the way he uses athleticism and multiple, the second bounce, the attack in the basket and transition, especially. um, He's done a great job um, of kind of growing as a player. And, uh, Jason Green kind of continuing to do what he does. Um, another um, another four blocks in that game, 18-9-4 and four in that one. But, man, um, I, obviously I'm biased, but we've, we got to talk about him again. Carter Templemeyer yeah. kept East in that game. No, you're, you're allowed. He's, he's, uh, 
30, he's, he's pretty good. 30 points on 11 of 20 shooting, including five of eight from three and three of four from the line. That <laughs> against a team, again, that just 31, 38% shooting, 21 turnovers against Omaha South previously, undefeated at this point, um, reigning St. Champs. And I think we should probably stay with South here for just a sec because, uh, you know, I'm not all out. Not all in either, right? But this was one of those teams where people talked about in the offseason, hey, you know, Coach Chebick made the decision to go young last year. Will it pay dividends? It's going to be this reoccurring theme. Can they take good care of the basketball, not turn it over, and will they defend on the defensive end? That's Just pay attention to those two stats, and that will pretty much let you tell the tale of what's going to happen with this Packer team. For sure. I mean, that's... That's the key of every successful Chubbuck team is relentless pressure in the backcourt, just really taking at you defensively, making nothing easy. And I think Teandre Perkins is still kind of settling. He finally had a, a, a kind of a big game in their last one, 18 and nine, I think it was, but he struggled early on. Obviously Jojo Ford um, isn't playing yet, not till second semester. So those are, just based on what we saw in the summer, we thought those are two guys that were going to make a big impact on this team to go with guys like rookie Lofton and, and Jacob Martin, Isaiah Jackson, some of these sophomores and juniors. Yeah. Um, and you're not quite getting what you thought out of them just yet. We'll see um, kind of once we get into January and February, what they look like. I think they will probably be a better team in the second half than the first half, but they do have a lot of things to, to figure out. And then uh, one of the big ones, you, you skip over to, we talked a little bit about West side, you get right to Creighton prep with arguably the just most a bizarre week. <laughs> but probably the most impressive win of the aforementioned. Well, especially considering what, when you think about what just happened on Thursday. So obviously good start to the the season for no, they go um, to Gretna on Thursday and lose 72 49. Yeah. Head scratcher and shot 38% from the field. Only took six free throws. Um, you had 11 from Jungers, 12 from Evans. That was it. And then Rachel, who has kind of been that third scorer, yeah. shot one of nine from the field. They got Casey O'Malley back, but obviously he's not kind of full strength yet this week, I don't think. But you go from that. I think what Alex Wilcoxon maybe it might have had six threes yeah, in that game or something like out. that. Um, he shot lights out. But yeah, you go from 72 49 loss to just absolutely destroying a really good Southwest team, 62 32 in Christmas at, at the cage. Yeah. You know, and that was a highly a highly anticipated matchup for Coach Boz Bunch. You know, I saw that whole team. They were at the Southeast West Side game and and those guys were dialed in. You know, they were scouting Southwest or excuse me, Southeast. Um, and there was some talk about the level of importance and importance in terms of traveling to Omaha and playing in what's arguably the toughest environment to play in, right? I mean the birdcage is renowned and it uh it reared its ugly head especially during christmas in the cage like that's if you haven't been to that um just as a fan of high school basketball uh, i i'm kind of disappointed i have only gotten been able to go to a couple uh, over the years cuz i've always got something going on that day but um it's it's they do a great job of really kind of making uh obviously they're always fired up but that that day in particular they really bring it yeah, no, Westside's been a victim. I saw that firsthand. Uh, <laughs> Westside has been a victim there uh, in that type of environment. Man. But get after it. Holding a team to 32 points, uh, a really team. good team, uh, 24% from the field uh, and only nine free throw attempts. And you look, R- Rylan uh, Smith, three points. Chuck Love did not score. 
And it ben, coming off a five-point performance against Southeast. Ben Hunziger, six points. Lucas Helm, three points. Those are probably your four most talented scores. Um, Grant Milak had 11, I think, in that game to lead them. Um, he's a good athlete, can shoot the ball. But outside of him, like those are probably your four best shot creators and get uh, very little out of that group. So that's when that's the case, that you're going to struggle. But, yeah, to bounce back from whatever happened on Thursday to um, that on Saturday uh, – prep but i think it's still going to take a while for us to figure out exactly what they really are um but that was enough to impress the coaches to keep them at number four in the rankings despite yeah, the loss we just we touched on southwest a couple of different times let's jump down to central yeah. who is it's an interesting team right i'm not sh- quite sure what to think about them they had the grudger we talked about against omaha north still sitting at at six and one i just keep kind of plodding along you know, that that first loss was to Papio South, and they've had some real like thrillers a lot because last they, year they, they had a couple close, yeah. really good ones, especially head to the postseason there. Um, well, what they last year I think they played each other what four or five times. Yeah, exactly. And they, it <laughs> just seemed like they were always always getting matched up with one another. And got another 64-62 win for uh, a young Papio South team, um, and so. I, Central, I think, is going to go as Jay Dawson does. And he's had some big games this year, but he had eight points on three of 14 shooting, and the, the three ball just wasn't falling for them, yeah. 0 for 7 from three. So I think that right there, I don't I don't think you're going to get enough scoring on that team if Jay isn't close to kind of top of his right. game. Right, we talked about the North game last week. Kind of, you know, he didn't shoot it particularly well. Ended up being their leading scorer, but it, the more efficient he is, the better it is, I think for that basketball team, but there's a lot of pressure on him. He's got to get some help from PJ Davis and some of those guys really to help kind of offset that scoring. Yeah. I think PJ had 15, um, DeAndre Brody might, I think was double figures, but outside of that, there wasn't a whole lot of offense. So you're going to need a consistent 18 to 25 from Jay to beat good teams for sure. You'll be able to scrape by some of the, um, some of the lesser teams. Uh, they so stop me if you've heard this before, but you know, they open up with at Metro, right? Who's that? That would be Papio South. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even looked so yeah. at the bracket. It just yeah. it's it's crazy how it works, but they'll get them again for the second time and well, it, since in, in four days, five days. And Daniel Brokale had 22 in that game. Bryson Ball, freshman for Papio South, yeah. at 16, six to ten shooting. He's had games of 21, 19, 16, and 12 out of his first six varsity games. Um, so that that's Pretty impressive start to your career, and they've got not bad, huh? Got Reese Kirch, another freshman, playing to go with uh, a guy like Brokale and Ian Medic, who's kind of energizer bunny there. I Um, I like, I like, yeah. So they've got a mix of kind of veterans and and young guys in there. So Papio South is kind of going to be an interesting team to follow. Let's let's jump over to East real real quick, as we're going to be up against the clock. We'll barely get through Class A this week, but shoot, man, let's get the East. Yeah. Or actually, Pius, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, uh, East, uh, 72-57 win against Grand Island. Carter Templemeyer, 24 on 8 of 14 shooting, 4 of 7 from 3, 4 of 5 from the line. So, pretty good week for that kid. Hey, um, I, I like how, he, listen, <laughs> you don't have to apologize. He's a good basketball player, and I think he kind of flies under the radar. He's worked his tail off. He's he's become pretty complete. No doubt about that. Um, Pius, uh, 58-43 win uh, against North Star. Um, and then on, on Saturday, 53-33 uh win against Gretna on Saturday. Yeah. So when that one came out on the schedule, I'm just like, 
What's going to win? I thought 40 would win that game. Yeah. Turns out 34 would have won it. <laughs> yeah. that was, Again, wild swings. Gretna goes from 79 and a win against Prep to 33 and a 20-point loss against yeah. Pius. They've, they've, they've kind of had some – they've had some quarters in the last couple of years where I'm like, what? And they yeah. did it again against Pius where they scored one point in the third quarter. That's really hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're outscored 17 to one the third quarter. That was that was obviously the difference in that one. Yeah, um, but good week for Sam Hostrider, 35 points on 15 to 20 shooting in the two games. And he's really gotten off to a nice start this he's season. Good, he's a good player. Good. Sure. He's a tough matchup. Yeah, I a little, think little bigger, a little longer when you stand next to him than I think people think. He's got good body control, footwork, head fakes, all kinds of moves in the paint. Uh, but they're still, I think, searching for a little bit of consistency outside of him. Especially at the point guard spot. Yeah. So four, obviously, Jackson Kessler is still kind of adjusting the varsity level. And then Brady Christensen and Jack Hostrider both have kind of been up and down. Uh, Brady's rebounding the ball really well. But scoring-wise, uh, Jack and Brady, I think they need a little bit more consistency out of them if they want to be a top-five team. And they, they fell to seven, I believe, in the poll this week uh, at four and two. Let's go to Alcorn South. Yeah. Um Three and three, but they've had some really. They had the close, very uh, unforgiving schedule yeah. early on. Uh, they almost beat Central. Let that one slip away. They almost beat Bellevue West. Let that one slip away, and then they go and handle business sixty nine forty two against Bellevue East. Uh, again, I mentioned Henry Burt had a really great week, um, and that's just a team with a lot of guys that can play. Um, one one through ten, you've got guys that can contribute in one way or, or another. Um, the undefeated. Surprised to see them at 10. Yeah. This is a little bit better team than I think the experts think. The Lincoln Northeast Rockets. Well, and then I, I saw on, uh, on Saturday, they were down 25-13 after one um, against Omaha Bryan. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Uh, and then they go and dominate second half 42-24 to get, to get the 65-59 win. Um, so they're kind of plugging along at 6-0 again. Papio is probably their best win at this point. I don't yeah, know that they played I, anybody I, better than them. I agree. So we'll see the hack tournament. They'll get a chance to really kind of show where they belong in that Lincoln hi uh, hierarchy here coming up after the after the holiday break. Let's highlight some of the the, the, the big matchups this week in B. We wondered if, if Beatrice was for real. They answered that question with the win over Platteview. Watching the second half of that game, 59-44 win, and... Platteview tried to make pushes, but every single time they, Elliot Jurgens was there to make a play. He finished with 20. Uh, Tucker Timmerman added 15. Jurgens' ability guys. to handle tempo is 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 going to be a key for them. Pretty good. Yeah, and he, I think he was rebounding really well. He's making plays for others. And up, he had a really good game in that one. Milken had 27. Draper had 11. The rest of the team had six points. Yeah, so. it's going to be this reoccurring theme, right? Draper and Milliken will get theirs. It's who's next. That's why I put kind of the, the onus on a guy like Weeblehouse, who's the X factor for them, especially offensively, to give them a different kind of dimension. And, and uh, Platteview bounced back and beat Boys Town and Gross to kind of win that little holiday tournament deal. I think uh, I think that Weeblehouse had 19, let them yeah. in scoring in one of those games. Um, but so, yeah, it's just going to, like you said, that and then defensively, like they gave up 59 to, to Beatrice, which just isn't the way that they're going to be able to win. They just could not stop. Again, the Jurgens drive dribble penetration and either score or dump off. He handles pace really well. Yeah. Uh, the, key, so, the, the big matchup yep. this week, right? 
one the versus two. Yeah, the only two undefeated teams left in class B are already facing off in the th- third week of the season here coming up uh, or whatever week it is. Um, and yeah, that's on, on Tuesday night. Uh, Beatrice at Scut. Yeah, there's a couple key matchups you liked in C1 too. We'd be remiss because I know a couple of those teams in particular, we liked Wahoo a ton. They're capable of playing deep too. Now, historically, he hasn't played a ton of guys, but it's it's going to be a good week for those top four in C1. Well, yeah, and uh, again, we mentioned one versus two in B, according to Sarah's coaches poll, one versus two in C1 as well with uh, Wahoo going to Ashland Greenwood. At this point, I have no idea where I'm going on Tuesday night. Yeah, That's going to be a tough right? call. It's, um, we got the easy, I've got the easy home side. I've got to be at West side for, for Benson, even though they just played Benson, but. It's not like I'm going to tell my kiddo, hey, I'm going to go watch, you know, Platteview and Boys Town. <laughs> Actually, they just played. But, you know, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But, man, there are some good matchups. Yeah, and uh, Ashton Greenwood, uh, 4-0 start here. They, they just destroyed uh, Milford 65-39 on Saturday. I thought that one was, was, was going to be, be a little pretty bit good yeah. um, with what Milford brought back from last year's team. Um, but – they took care of business, so they're looking like the real deal. And we'll get a chance to see on Tuesday how real they are because we know how deep and talented Wahoo is. Yeah, I'd be curious to get a – I obviously want to watch online tonight and see what happens with, with Bellevue West because I think that will be a quality opponent. But we'll learn a lot uh, throughout the Metro Holiday tournaments and the Hack tournaments as well where the schedule will be elevated a little and you'll see a lot of more like-on-like. Yeah. And I think next week uh, we'll, we'll get into a bit more previewing of that because obviously uh, we got the break coming up here. Yeah, we um, call that the dead period, yep. right? Got uh, can't do anything from Wednesday to Sunday. Bunch of games on Tuesday, and then again the break. So won't have a lot to look back on besides uh, the couple of the the big matchups we talked about. But we can kind of get into the uh, the Metro um, uh, quarterfinals and and those I, matchups a little. I got to ask the two people smarter than me, you or Cam. We're back Monday, right? We're we're on the twenty seventh regular time, right? Yep, I believe so. It's so. good. It's good that the guy that should know the schedule doesn't <laughs> know the schedule. But guess what? I know people that are smarter than me. <laughs> uh, that that's Jacob Padilla. I'm ODB. Make sure that uh, you tune in next week. We'll try to slow it down, maybe give it a little more time, and and give everybody the uh, the due that they deserve, man. But Nebraska preps post game doing the best we can. Again, that's Jacob Padilla. I'm ODB. Join us next week. A Huda Media Production.